Hello and welcome to our first episode of the Becoming Podcast, where we shed light on the in-between years of our lives. I'm your host, Jeffrey Ramos, and today I have with me special guest Eric Kubler, otherwise known as E-Cubed. Um, thank you for coming on. Yeah, of course. It's, it's good to see you. Good to be here. Awesome. Cool. Well, today we'll be taking a deep look into Eric's backstory, his collegiate experience, and really how a degree doesn't define who you are. Um, well, since this is the first episode, I'm going to live a little premise about what we're doing here. Um, the Becoming Podcast is all about exploring the new challenges this generation faces. Um, we have the most student debt than any other generations had to fall through. We all need cars to get to where we're going. We all are trying to live independent lives with degrees that seem to be worth less than they did maybe 15 years ago. And so this whole experience and this whole podcast is going to be about how do modern day people cha go through these challenges? What are the new challenges of today? Where is the humor and the weird things we've been asked to do and ultimately um we're all taking steps to figuring out who we want to become and that's the title of this podcast becoming because we're all trying our best to become what we want to be so i like that i like that a lot thank you thank you man. so um so eric eric Kuber moved to moved from poway actually to la to become a music manager and what we want to know we want to know to start off with is from you freshman year as a business major at UC Riverside um, into now when what you're doing in your audiobooks um, profession and rapping so tell us a little bit about um, the beginnings of this journey okay um, well it actually started during high school funnily enough um, and that's when you know my friends and I a very long story short that's where my friends and I started making music together in high school you know we were just kind of just messing around doing whatever and in college when i first got to college you know i really wanted to take school seriously and that's kind of where i really really started to try to prove something to myself you know i wanted i came into college i wanted to be in honors i wanted to make sure my grades were straight i wanted to have a good extracurricular and i wanted to just be a very well-rounded individual coming out of college so when I was working and when I was doing my homework and everything, music kind of took a sidestep and I was really just focused mm -hmm. on my grades and trying to figure out what it was that I was doing and where I wanted to go. And that's really where most of my focus was. So mm -hmm. my friends were still doing music. I would generally just do like artwork for them. Um, so, you know, I was the only one who had Photoshop and <laughs> that was, that was really it. Um, but I guess in terms of the origins, you know, I always knew I wanted to do something in entertainment. I was getting a business degree because that was, you know, something that I was good at. It's something that yeah. I, I enjoy, you know, talking and working out things like, um, God, some of the things, uh, did we take, did we take Professor Lee's class together? Judgment and decision making? Or was that with someone else? Oh, wait, the one, did we all have name cards in the front? Yeah. Yes, yeah, 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 yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. we did. I remember a lot from that class and a lot of, you know, the things that I've learned during college have, have really taught me a lot or mm -hmm. been able to kind of give me a different insight and a different way of thinking than a lot of different people. So I guess in terms of just the origins of where I am now, it started in college, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like, and what, that's, what were your first goals? If you don't mind me asking, like you were a freshman, you stepped yeah. foot in this new environment. What were your first like ideas? Yeah. Well, I didn't do as well in high school as I wanted to, as well in high school as I wanted to. So 
well, actually, even before that, when I first came to college, I was like, I'm going to transfer in two years. Mm-hmm. Um, the the girl who I was dating at the time was going to a different school, and I was like, I'm going to transfer there. I'm oh, out. Yeah. That's right? proper motivation. <laughs> yeah. <for you. laughs> yeah. Um, so, you know, I was putting a lot of work into school and, you know, doing all these extracurriculars and being trying to balance everything. And then uh, it didn't work out between the two of us. But I was like, you know, I'm still doing really well in school. You know, I have good grades. I have a good friend circle. I'm involved in, like, the on-campus, like, entertainment group. And, like, I want to keep this up, you know, because I like this person that I've turned into. Um, I wanted to just prove that I was, you know, capable of being able to get the grades that I wanted and work as hard as I wanted to. And I was able to do it. So coming into college, I felt like I had something to prove to myself. Mm -hmm. And it was just a lot of working towards that goal and maintaining that sort of state of being that I wanted to be in. Like the honors program. Like the honors program. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, That one, when I came in to UCR, I was like, I want to be in that. Like they, they had a list of people that when you first came in Mm -hmm. were like, they had like their own like hall in like in the dorms and like their own programs. And I was like, you know, I'm smart enough to be in this. Mm-hmm. I know I am. I know I can work hard enough. And I actually was able to get into it. I think my first year, the end of my first year, I got into it. They had me like, they were like, oh, you have good grades. Please write us an essay. And I wrote about like my experience in Boy Scouts or some shit. Mm-hmm. And then I was able to get in, which was amazing. And that was really like a dream come nice. true for me. Yeah. Thank you. Oh, cool. No, yeah, no. The honors programs are always, you know, asking you to do a lot more than what the average student does. Mm-hmm. So that's good, though. But you accomplished your goal, right? You went yeah. In. Yeah, it took, it was a lot of work. And, you know, for one of my classes, it was, um, it was a calculus class. And, like, I was at the TA's office hours. Like, I'm the worst in math. I st- I'm so bad at, like, anything besides just, like, general math. <laughs> Great. Are you serious? Yeah. I I'm so bad at math, so bad at science. You carried me in some of our math classes. No, there. and that's what I'm saying. is because I was at office hours so much. Like, every We were sing- at office yeah, hours. So yeah. Much. And I was just always asking questions. I was doing the supplemental instruction and everything. And it was, like, I was really, really, really just trying to make sure that I did well in it. So, and that was the reason I was able to is just because I was putting so much time into those math classes. You know, I knew I could write an essay, right? That's that's not a problem. I knew I could do a research paper that, you know, I could, I'm trying to think what other classes I took my freshman year, like that I can do an acting class, but like math and science, I'm just so bad at. Mm. I've never done well in either of those classes. So I was like, you know, I want to really make sure that I do well in these and that, you know, I've got them out of the way. I'm on this math track. I'm in this zone and that I don't get out of that zone. So, I mean, I personally did all of my math classes. Just my first year, I was like, no more math. Like, <laughs> we're good. Nice. Good. And then, I mean, moving on, I'm mm-hmm. sure, you know, college is a place where you meet so many different people, have oh, different, yeah. different experiences. And what's something that really affected you, I guess, um, during your college year? What's something that may- gave you a shift, I guess, in your perspective or life? Something that gave me a shift or perspective in my life. Um, I can name one thing, which was studying abroad. Oh, that where'd was, you go? I went to Germany. I went oh. to Berlin. Good to have in mind. Yeah. It's uh, Guten Tag because it's day, but wherever you're listening to, wherever they're listening, I guess point. it doesn't matter. I just played myself. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, you know, in Germany, they I studied there for about six weeks. Mm-hmm. They had this piano in my room. I, mm-hmm. I don't know how to play piano, mm-hmm. um, but you know, I, there's this song um, by Kanye. It's called "Runaway." Have you heard it? Where he plays like the first like note 
like just oh yeah yeah mm-hmm. and like i learned how to play just like the intro to that on the piano and at that time i was like this is the most beautiful shit i've ever heard in my life <laughs> like i can play this and you know the first two years um i studied between my second and my third year mm-hmm. and my first two years i was kind of flip-flopping about what i wanted to do where i wanted to go but i I don't know what it was. It was just something about being able to play that piece and being like, this is so beautiful on this piano right now that I was like, I want to stay in entertainment and I want to be in the music industry specifically. Mm -hmm. And that was kind of what really spurred it for me. That was like, I want to be a part of something of making something like this that just makes me feel like amazing. Yeah. I I've never really been like, you know, I'm a very straightforward person when Mm -hmm. I talk and that's just how I am is like, Hey, do you want to go here? No. And it's like, I'm not like being a jerk. It's just like, that's just the, that's just the least amount of words. It's just, no, I, I don't. Yeah. So, you know, I've always felt like there are sometimes where songs can express things better than I have been able to mm-hmm. just in terms of like a feeling that it gives me. And, you know, it's like, I want to be involved in that process and make something that makes you feel that this song does wow that's cool so you learned the song and then that's when you figured I learned out the intro of the song yeah, like that, <laughs> that's it you learned the intro which is what everyone knows basically yeah that's it yeah <laughs> and then you relatched onto the music side mm-hmm. of yourself i guess right yeah because i was doing artwork um for most of my freshman year mm-hmm. and then my second year i was kind of like i don't really want to do this anymore I dropped a mixtape, but and but I was just kind of like yeah. Oh. We haven't said your official rap name. Oh yeah. E- um, so my 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 name is Eric Kubler, um, and my rap name is E Cubed. So it's people have always called me like the Cube, um, just throughout my life because my last name is Kubler. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. So I just kind of made like a like a hybrid of them, oh, uh, just cool. E Cubed, Eric Cubed. Just letting all the listeners know, Eric became like so known about this. Almost, I, there's been at least two or three instances where our professor had just put him on the that spot. Was awful. I could only imagine, but I would laugh just because I'm like, it's happening again. Yeah, so, but you did a good job. Like, thank you. Um, as kind of a backstory, since not everyone knows that, um, what ended up happening was. I came to one of my marketing professors. This was my third year of college when I'm like, okay, you know, I want to do this music seriously. Mm-hmm. And I came to him and I'm like, hey, you know, I'm interested in, you know, just getting the music out there. Can you tell me a little more about how I can do that? I'm a rapper. And he was like, yeah. And he, we talked a little bit about it. He had someone in the room that was like a student or like his assistant or a TA or something. And he's like, hey, professor, you know, you should make him show his music to the class. And I'm like, no, he should not. And he's like, that's a great idea. <laughs> so the next day, um, I come in and he, he, he walks in and he's like, who likes rap? And some people raise their hand and he's like, okay, you like rap. And he's mm-hmm. like, uh, who's your favorite rapper? Some people. And they're like, oh, Jay-Z. Someone said Chief Keef. Chief uh, Keef. Yeah. You know, Jay-Z, Chief Keef, um, Kanye. And I'm like, okay. I'm like, have you heard of E-Cubed? And they were like, they were all like, no. And he's like, well, he's right there. And they're like, Eric, can, can you play some of, some of your music? And I'm like, okay. So I pulled it up. And then he started going around with those same people and he's like, what do you think of that? He's like, who's a rap aficionado? What do you think of this song? And they're like, oh, it's good. And he's like, yeah, but what could he do better? Can you tell him? <laughs> Stop. I remember, yeah. Stop, dude. You're he embarrassing ba- me. He basically made you like op- open season on, on yeah. you to in a class of what, 300 yeah. people? Yeah. <laughs> and then next day, um, he he's he's just talking. I'm sitting there. He's doing his lesson normally. He stops. He's like, Eric, freestyle. And I'm like, what? Like, ah, I don't know what to do. And he was just like, just freestyle right now. Just say something. I'm like, okay. And like, I, I forget what I said, but I said something. And then he was like, okay. And then third day comes, we have a test. And he's like, let's start with a pre-test rap. 
And I'm like, this gimmick is getting so old. Please <laughs> stop. Like, I can't do this anymore, dude. I'm really embarrassed. Um, you know, because I was still, I was still trying to figure out what I was, what I was wanting to do. Um, so I wasn't, uh, you know, I wasn't up to chops. I mean, that's not an excuse, but I was just like, I want to be in class right now. Oh yeah, I I'm need out. to take this test. I, I, you know, I just said like, good luck, don't get fucked, and like that, that was my that. freestyle. <laughs> Um, as an audience member, we all enjoyed it. I mean, anything really to take us away from the reality, which is we might get screwed over right now. Was, yeah, yeah. I, I'm I'm glad I was able to provide some entertainment. You know, it actually it got around like the office. I was talking to one of my other professors, and she was like, "Wait, were you the one who rapped?" And I was like, "Yes, that was me." <laughs> um, but you know, it's funnily enough that's actually led to me um, working with a UCR alumni right now. Wow. Um, yeah yeah val you're awesome i love you mm -hmm. um he actually approached me after that and i was like hey you know i'm doing music i'm working on music a little bit um and i was like okay well you know i'll be in touch or he wanted to do more like music marketing i was mm -hmm. like okay, cool well, i'll be in touch and then you know a year later i was like hey what do you do and he you know i've been working since i think december of 20 2017 we graduated in 2018 yeah so 2017 mm -hmm. we, we've been working since then together just kind of building things up and he's doing an awesome job awesome cool mm -hmm. cool well i mean that's all that's great to hear so you've had obviously a very interesting college year just like all of mm -hmm. us um in your terms of you know showcasing your rapping abilities because you know i think that uh pursuing music's hard and i mean it's really all based off of the clout you have mm. and expanding that. Well, it's not um, like, what did Drake say? He's like, bitch, this is fame, not clout. I don't even know what that's about. I know. <laughs> yeah, I guess better thank you, Drake, for yeah. that. And so and so moving on, I guess, after you graduated, um, what what were your sort of first goals? I mean, you, you did so many different things. What were your first goals? Yeah. Um, that you had like what were your plans to do right after college or graduation so during that time my parents were living in a very small town in washington with about six thousand people in it mm. so i knew i wanted to pursue entertainment i didn't really know what i wear in entertainment but what it kind of turned into is i was like okay well first i want to learn how to be a better musician so i'm going to learn how to audio engineer so i wanted to know what does a compressor do what is an equalizer how do I use these? How do I level things? And I started doing a lot of education in terms of that just on YouTube. Mm -hmm. So I was like, okay, well, this is really cool. I think this is awesome. You know, turning the knobs and pushing the levers and things. And so I was looking for like things in entertainment. Um, I applied to be Diddy's assistant at one point. Oh, cool. um, I applied for a lot of different jobs in entertainment and I ended up um, being like, okay, I think this would be better if I was in Los Angeles. Mm -hmm. um, all of my, you know, resumes said Washington on the top of mm -hmm. them. Um, and that was just something that I was like, okay, I feel like I'd be able to get more opportunities if I was in Los Angeles, um, just in the scene. So at the end of the summer, I moved down to LA from Washington, mm -hmm. um, with one of my friends as my roommate. And we were just like, okay, we're just going to apply for as much as we can. I ended up landing a internship in a music company mm -hmm. um, and it was there where I really kind of started to learn audio engineering and a little bit more about the music business. I interned there for, um, for about, a, I think two months, mm -hmm. uh, October to like beginning of January. So November, December, yeah, like two and a half months. And, um, and then kind of a funny story about that, how that ended is um, I was 
I wasn't forcefully removed, but I don't want to say the F-I-R-E-D word. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, so they had this test that they won't... No, it was... First, the man who owned the company um, had a food order that he wanted me to get for him. Okay. I messed up the order. Oh. And he was like, ugh. So I'm like, I'm sorry. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I thought you said two things, but you mm-hmm. meant one thing. So yeah. I'm, I'm so sorry. And then he has a station... Um, he had like a station that he used and he was like, okay, this needs to be cleaned. This has not been cleaned. Why have you not cleaned it? And I like, no one had told me how to clean it. No one had said Mm -hmm. anything about it. They were like, this is what this is. And that was the extent of my knowledge about it is this, it is here. So I was like, okay, he comes in and he is like, okay, you and I are going to clean it together. And I'm like, oh shit. Like, like the boss is like the man who owns this company Mm -hmm. is sitting down with me and cleaning this. Yeah. Um, so I start washing things. I am kind of panicked and he, yeah, I'm like really panicked. You know, I'm like going really fast Mm -hmm. and you know, he comes and he like stops and he's like, what are you doing? And I'm like, I'm washing the dishes. And he's like, look, you see this? He takes one of the dishes, he rinses it and like some bubbles come up and he's like, that's soap. And I'm like, okay, I'll wash it again. And he was like, no, you know, ever since you've gotten here, there've been soap. People have been tasting soap in the mugs you know, are are you are you doing this on purpose? Do you wash your dishes at home? Yes, are you, sir. And I'm trying like, to sabotage this yeah, whole operation. Yeah, no, and that's what he was like. He was like, you know, our our artist is sick. Are are you trying to make him sick? And I'm like, no. Like, why would I ever want to do that? And he's like, okay, you know what? I'll just clean it by myself. And I'm like, fuck. Hmm. So, I come back. I sit down. I hear him in the room next to me, basically just saying like, you know, I can't trust him with anything. I wouldn't trust him with anything. He's the worst intern we've ever had. I'm like, dude, come on. Like I didn't wash the dishes correctly. I was panicking. Like, and then you just pull me in the next room. He's like, you gotta go. So that was the end of my first internship. (laughs) So the turning point was these dishes. It was the dishes. You didn't wash the dishes. He's like, does your mom wash dishes for you? I'm like, I put things in the dishwasher. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm sorry. I'm I'm sorry. I I messed up, you know. And and this is you, just to clarify, you know, thousands of dollars in debt. You just accomplished all these things. You became magnum cum laude, I believe, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Of your honors program in business. You walked. Everyone cheered. And now you're washing dishes. And this is the thing that you're shot down for. Yep. Yeah, so that was an experience. Um, I moved quickly to another internship after that. I was interested in video editing, and, you know, they knew I could do audio. I had a couple songs that I mixed under my belt at that point. So I became the audio guy. So I moved internships very quickly to another place, and I became the... Quick quick thing. So, like, it sounds like your first goals when you graduated was one getting getting relevant experience in, mm-hmm. in an area that you wanted which right now mm-hmm. the word for it was entertainment mm-hmm. then you moved out to pursue those dreams um and then i guess third was being able to just connect with people i feel yeah so i wanted to get kind of an idea of what things were like mm-hmm. so when i was interning at a music studio how do you run things um how do things get done here mm. excuse me i feel like i have to burp it's weird <laughs> um Okay, but it was I wanted to get experience. I had an idea of what I wanted to do. It was like, okay, I want to do audio engineering in some way, shape, or form, right? This is what I want to do. This is very interesting to me. This is the career path I want to pursue. So, I moved over to a video editing place, and I was there I think three days a week, and was just doing video editing for them. They also knew I was interested in doing management things as well. That I had a business degree, so I got to do a couple things behind the scenes as well. There it is. 
and they let me do things behind the scenes. So I got to look at resumes. I've uploaded some things to like Amazon for them. Mm -hmm. Um, And at the same time, I was interning at a music studio. And the guys there at the second place I entered at, fucking phenomenal. I love Mm. everything they do there. They're such nice guys. That's great. Yeah. And it was there where I really got the bulk of my audio engineering experience. Mm. You know, they answered just kind of whatever questions I had every single time I came in there. I'm like, what do you think of this mix? What do you think of this mix? Mm -hmm. How does this sound? What should I do differently? Can I add anything? And they were just so cool about it. Um, So, and it was there that I was kind of like, okay, I really don't want to do audio engineering. Um, You know, I had just gotten out of college and I feel like if I was still in college, Mm -hmm. I might've still been going down that path. But what it was, was the typical path. And this is, you know, this is not anything against the place where I was interning at Mm -hmm. the typical path that I had learned through the entertainment industry to that career of where I wanted to go was you intern for two, three, four years, full time unpaid and just hope that a job opens up. Yeah. Audio is very different, I think, in terms mm-hmm. of because it's, I feel like especially there's a lot of technicians in that area, you mm-hmm. know, we have a guy right now on the soundboard. We had a crew set up these mics. Um, mm-hmm. There's so much. It's very, I don't want to say scientific, but there is. There's a lot that goes into it. A lot that goes into it. So, and, you know, I was talking to Mike Boss currently. He went to school for audio engineering. Um, and he was like, you know, really the only hope you have is if the guy dies. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, okay. Um, but you know, we, we left on very good terms. You know, I was just like, I need a job. Mm-hmm. Like I can't, you know, work night or work eight to five mm-hmm. and then come here and work six to 12. Like that's, this is too much for me. So they were like, you know, no problem. Mm-hmm. If you ever want to come back, let us know. And we shook hands and we left and it was the same thing at the video editing place. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you, you've been going through all these different experiences. One thing I want to ask you is about how is it like learning to be alone again? Because I feel like that's mm-hmm. something people don't really talk about. When you're in college, you are just are in an abundance of social contact with people mm-hmm. in your classes where you shop, where you eat, um, where you live. And that sort of changes when you leave college. So how mm-hmm. is it like for you personally um, to learn, learn to be alone again? I made it a goal of mine to take the thought that was loneliness and kind of channel that into different energy. Mm, So tell us, I came in and I was like, you know, I really want to get this music thing off the ground. You know, we've been working on and off music for four years now. Like enough is enough. Mm -hmm. enough. We got to get this shit off the ground. Like if this doesn't work, then I want to know now if this is going to work and let's get this done. So, you know, we had a lot to do and I told, you know, my group of friends like, Hey, we need one song a month. Mm-hmm. Every single month, someone needs to drop something. So I already had a lot to do with organizing everyone, with meeting up with everyone every couple of days and being like, okay, what's the next move with, you know, making my own music myself. But, you know, when that thought emerged that I was like, damn, like, mm-hmm. I really wish I, I mean, I was very lucky in that I had a roommate who was like one of my high school friends and, you know, we'd stayed in touch. And then after that, I got with a girl I'm dating right now, Jordan, mm-hmm. who's amazing. Um, hi. <laughs> uh, So, you know, I'm very lucky in that I wasn't ever truly just by myself, but you know, when it was like, okay, man, like, I really wish I could just walk down the hall and go say hi to someone Mm -hmm. or, you know, I can just go to the hub and sit down and someone like one of my friends will walk by and say, what's up. I took, I I took that thought. My first thought was I just shut it down. Just like, no. Mm -hmm. And then moved over to something else, something that I can fix right now. Right. Mm -hmm. 
like man like the bass on this is just so low i need to turn it up or like okay you know tomorrow at work what am i doing or you know i'm just i just really want to play this game right now and i tried to kind of funnel that negative energy into more like the present if that makes sense on what i can fix right now and what i can do right now that sounds like a very purposeful way to go about it i mean yeah i mean on, on my own experience it was very tough for me to mm-hmm. go into that and i mean everyone has different experiences you know um, for me when i left college i mean i went on an immediate vacation afterwards i went traveling abroad and yeah. I, i'd always been really bad at goodbyes because um, i go into denial but mm-hmm. it was sort of funny because it was like i knew I knew I was sort of harboring it, and then when I came back, it just, like, hit me. It's just like, yeah. Yeah. Post-grad depression is so real. Like, I didn't think it was real until Mm -hmm. I graduated, and it's like, man, I really miss just being able to walk a block and be, like, at two of my friends' places, you know? And now, like, like she lives in the Bay, and it's like, I can't can't see you as Mm -hmm. much. Mm -hmm. You know, we still talk, but it's like, I really miss that. Exactly. Yeah, the community in which you're in, just like Mm -hmm. even I would get – uh, acai bowls at like 2 p.m. Mm-hmm. in the afternoon and there'd be a girl from my math class that you know i would just recognize and exactly. be like oh hey nice to see you anetta like how, how are you doing and just you're in this sort of community and the moment you're pulled out it's like a plant that's like ripped from the roots you really mm-hmm. have to start over again yeah and you know that's that's really what i was trying to do when i got out is know what i wanted to do or, you know, kind of like we were talking about earlier, like think I knew what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. That it's like, okay, I want to do audio engineering. And, you know, I, I wish I had interned more during college. I feel like I could have just skipped this whole year and just gone to, like straight to where I am. Mm-hmm. I think I want to do audio engineering. This is very interesting to me. This is a career path I want to take. Okay, cool. I'm here. Maybe not. Right. This, mm-hmm. You know, uh, having to do all that unpaid interning and, you know, that's just not for me mm-hmm. or that's not something that i'm capable of doing so okay next thing what else, what else do i like okay i have my business degree i'm gonna look into some things in business right because now you know it's six months or eight months after i graduated i'm still living by myself i need to start paying my own bills i need a mm-hmm. job and we talked about that a little bit i think including internships in 2019 i had seven different job titles Mm-hmm. including the one I have right now. So I, I wrote this down. So I was the audio engineering intern. Then I was a video editing intern. Then another audio engineering intern. Then I worked at like a place with kids. Then I moved to like a forensics accounting firm. Then I was at a law firm. And now I am where I am right now. Mm-hmm. And that was just such, such like a ride and like a thing to go through. It's like, will this ever stop? You know, will yeah. I ever stop changing job titles and just find something? Yeah. I, this, And it seems like, you know, while we wish we could have taken all this to moving forward, you really did have to like journey through. And I mean, people say it's tough, but um, it's hard for you to, it's hard for people, I think, to figure out what they want because... Most of the time, especially in America, like the first thing you ask is, hey, what do you do? Mm-hmm. And compared to England, where if you ask someone what they do professionally, they're like, we'll beat you up because that's something you don't talk about. It's so ingrained <laughs> in our United States culture about your job is associated to your status slash mm-hmm. place. And so I think that's something that unfortunately we live with. But I think that especially, you know, as a fellow artist, we care more about 
you know what what are your what what are you striving to be what do you want to be especially mm-hmm. you know what we're we're talking about all this happening to us, and we're at you're 24? 24 now. 24, we're 23. What do we really know? What is a, What do mm-hmm. we know compared to a 70-year-old? Do we know? What yeah. <laughs> you know, it, it's also just like you're kind of expected to have it all figured out. Mm-hmm. Um, I. It was kind of weird, um, you know, just having, like, when people would ask me what we do or what I do, um, there were sometimes where I would lie. And I would say, you know, oh, I'm an audio engineering assistant mm-hmm. or, like, I'm a video editor. And just because, like, kind of. Saying panic. Like, saying like I'm in college, I'm out of college, and I'm still interning. Mm-hmm. Like, I didn't want people to think that of me. You know that like I still haven't figured it out, and I'm still an intern, and exactly. at, the, at the bottom, like I have a degree, and I'm washing dishes for and someone. I, and unfortunately, that's the reality of the situation. Like, mm-hmm. you know, there's some very lucky people that you know know what they want, and they're in those profession. Mm-hmm. But there are a variety of people that aren't happy with where yeah. they're at or they don't want to be associated to where they're currently at and you know there's the there's the term that you know oh that's how it all starts and then you find your place but i think when you're in the moment and you're expected to ha- know every you're, like you said you're expected to know everything mm. um people undervalue that you're still young and yeah i mean what's the difference between us changing our lives you know if i want if you wanted to st- study oceanography versus a 40 year old that wants to study oceanography mm-hmm. we can really change our life to what we want yeah. and people don't give enough credit to that right now so mm-hmm. speaking of which i yes. say we do a segment right now okay and i Let's call the segment um what are your weaknesses and it's called what are your weaknesses because this is a common job interview question that's meant to purposely sabotage you and sabotage yourself so the way we're asking it is what are your weaknesses as in what are your guilty pleasures so tell us eric what are your weaknesses or quote-unquote guilty pleasures what are my my weaknesses or my guilty pleasures um i i'm gonna give kind of a different answer i don't have anything that's like oh man like i just like love singing along with the car to Ariana Grande. Or, <laughs> but so I, I do a lot of work and a lot of the things that I do are just work based. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's, I get home from my job and I work on music and you know, it, it is a negative habit that I'm kind of trying to curb right now, mm-hmm. but it is, you're telling me you don't even have a favorite thrifty <laughs> ice cream plate. <laughs> Mises rainbow sherbet is so good. <laughs> I, you know, I think I've only had thrifty ice cream like three or four times in my life. Um, but so my guilty pleasures, I guess, are things that are not work related mm-hmm. because I'm, and I'm framing this in a different way and saying that things that are when I am doing something that is not work related, then it's like I should be doing work right now. Mm. Like, like I need to do this. Why mm-hmm. aren't I doing this? There's like 30 things on my to do list. I should be doing something. So. I wouldn't consider it so much of like a guilty pleasure. Like, I I mean, I play a lot of video games. Mm-hmm. I play a lot of video games mm-hmm. and it's gotten less and less because of how much work I have. Um, but th- I would say that's probably it. Uh, playing a good video game? Playing a, yeah, you know, I could, you know, there was one time where I was just like, I started playing The Witcher 3 and I was like, you know what? I'm just going to sit down with this. I am clearly like in love with this game right now. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to sit down for however long it takes and that's all I'm going to do and that is all I'm going to think about is finishing <laughs> The Witcher 3. And I and it was, you know, I was interning at the time and I was interning 2 days a week. Mm-hmm. So I 
I think in like three or four days, I just sat down from nine to nine and then just like cranked that what, shit out. Was it worth it? Yeah. It definitely I was. I love The Witcher 3. <laughs> but, you know, and that, that leads into just kind of a different thing where something that I've been focusing on this year in 2020 is like mindset. Mm-hmm. And it's important to put yourself in the right headspaces at the right time. So, you know, I can do all this work, but it's there needs to be that time that's allocated for yourself and for your mm-hmm. friends. You know, I, I had got myself so much into this mentality that it's like when I would like I got invited to a birthday party and I was like trying to network there. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, oh, hey, what's up? What do you do? And it's like if someone even mentioned music, I'd be like, oh, yeah, yeah, you work in music. Like, hey, we should we should collab. <laughs> and, you know, being able to be in the right headspace for the right situations. Gotcha. So. You know, I I don't know. To, to answer the question kind of very straight up, I don't know what my guilty pleasure is. Like, there's nothing. Sounds I, like video games to sounds me. Sounds like video games. Yeah. You, you know, there's nothing where I'm like, man, like, no one can know about this, but it's so good. Like, besides just, besides just kind of gaming that I can think of right now. That's an interesting question. Well, yeah, but thank thank you for playing. I think you adequately answered it. I think really, you know, our weakness in all of us is just something that we enjoy that we would be willing to spend hours doing. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what you did with The Witcher. And like you said, it was worth it. It so. was very, very well worth it. <laughs> cool. Excellent. So I guess what I wanted to ask you next is about, um, we talked a lot about your mind, your your mindset and your um the way you've had to tackle things so what do you think um what do you think is the trait your own a trait about yourself that has contributed the most to your success work ethic work ethic yeah you know i i've been rejected a lot in a lot of different situations so whether it was the dishes or you know sending out a bunch of job applications to like companies that i'm like i know i would be a good fit here like, if you just speak to me, I would be a good fit here. I 100% know it. Um, and, uh, of course, with the encouragement of the people around me of just being able to just keep pushing mm-hmm. and keep moving forward because, you know, all of this, all this work that I'm doing is for some reason. Mm-hmm. Everything that I'm doing is going to build up in some way, you know, whether it's, you know, we, we become, like, hella famous, like, off of our music or like in this case what happened was because i had the audio engineering experience and because i had the business degree and i was working at a law firm at the time that allowed me to transition into the position i'm at now Mm -hmm. which is management in audiobooks and they were like it's so cool you have a business degree it's so cool you've demonstrated that you can work in business but also that you have that experience in audio Mm -hmm. and that you know if i need to say something to someone I can talk the talk with them and I can tell them like, you just need to do this, this and this easy and not have to, you know, say something very cryptic that someone who doesn't understand it. Was it hard for you to transition from, you know, a business major to, you know, audio engineering? Um, Cause I could assume that'd be a tough when I first started. So when I was applying to these audio internships, mm, a lot of them were like, you have a business degree. Why are you interning here? And the, sometimes they would just straight up ask that. Why do you want to work in audio? You have a business degree. And the answer was? And the answer was, you know, I'm very interested in working in entertainment. And I want to see more of the business side of things. And I just want to know how things are run in the industry so I can see if this is something that was right for me. 
And, you know, they, they saw my experience and they knew that, you know, I was a hard worker. I feel like I get off the impression that I'm a pretty genuine guy. And that was really it is just saying, I want to learn. I want to know if this career path is right for me. And I don't want to jump into something that's a paid position where there's a ton of responsibility on me. And then it's like, I don't even want to do this anymore. And then, you know, after I'd gotten all that audio engineering experience, when I flipped back over, it was the opposite. It was, you have a business degree, but you just worked in entertainment why do you want to do business like mm -hmm. and it was like what do you people want from me <laughs> so it's never enough so you know then it was just kind of framing it as okay i want to go back to school it, that's still the route i want to take because i would like to go back to school and get my master's mm -hmm. but um you know then it was like okay well you know i did i did business i did entertainment now i just want work experience for my mba and i was at that point I was just kind of trying to take any experience because that was after I had done all the internships. I was mm -hmm. applying for a lot of jobs and it's like, you know, I'm not going to tell you about my dreams to be a content producer mm -hmm. or why like this is so interesting. It's like, I want to go back to school so I can do better in the future. Gotcha. Yeah. I mean, I think with college, you know, really anyone should just, it doesn't matter what your major is. Mm -hmm. it, what matters is what you decide to do with your life. Absolutely. And I think, you know, people still kind of do place emphasis on that and people do still think about it. I was doing a call recently with this woman who, you know, was easily double my age. And she was saying, like, my my major in college was this. And it was like, you know, it's it's crazy how much people still think about that and how much people still mention that. But, you know, it really is the connections you make what you do with your major and how you spend your time yeah exactly so you know like there was a guy there's a guy who worked um who works at my my job right now he has a phd in physics <laughs> really yeah and he was doing stuff in a lab and he left he worked in a warehouse and because he wanted to do audio dramas and now he's working in audio dramas wow so, yeah so i th you see, all it is is back to what you said, you know, you spend your time accordingly, you pick up skills related to that, and, you know, you start working towards it. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, it is an achievement, though, not to undervalue, you know, your, your bachelor's, you know, you had to put a lot of, you had to work very hard for that. And so, yeah. still is a achievement in terms of what you're willing to do. Yeah. To do what you want. Yeah. You know, I think just being able to just keep pushing, you know, and just keep constantly, like, this is going to end somewhere. Mm -hmm. This has to end. Someone has to say something to me in the end. Someone has to say, yes, there's, you know, a thousand different people posting on Indeed every single day. Like, and I was, you know, asking like everyone I knew, do you know anyone who's hiring? Like, please, I asked you too. Mm -hmm. Like, do you know anyone who is hiring right now? Like, I will do anything. Exactly. I like your, I like your line that I know you see. It's like mm -hmm. when people ask you, it's like, oh, what are you willing to do? And you said, you told anything. me something. He's like anything. He's like I'm willing to clean, clean yeah, shoes. I will shine your shoes. I will like, shine your shoes. Whatever it is you want. There you go. Take that to the bank, people. It's a very good line. I've used <laughs> it myself. <laughs> well, yeah. Um. And so I uh, now I want to ask you the opposite question. Okay. What, what trait do you think has, has, like deterred you the most? Like has caused you to fail a lot in yourself? What trait has caused me to fail a lot? Um. I'll, I'll give two. One that we touched on earlier is I am very straightforward in just kind of how I talk. And some people interpret that as me trying to be a jerk or trying to push them off. Um, I personally think it's just the most effective way to communicate. Mm -hmm. um, 
and that I'm not trying to hurt anyone's feelings. Of, of course, you know, I like, I'll keep that in mind. You know, if it, if it is rude to say something, you know, if it's like, Hey, like you, you like crack your knuckles a lot. Can you stop cracking your knuckles? Like it's okay. Maybe that's a little too out of pocket, but you know, there are times where it is just like, do you have any plans this weekend? Like I said earlier, no. And it's just like, okay, like, <laughs> but I just don't have any plans this weekend. Um, so some people will just interpret that as me trying to brush them off or to be a jerk to them purposely. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'll, I'll kind of use the, the example again of, of just work and that there are times where I, I haven't known when to stop mm-hmm. with certain things. And I, I don't want to say I push things too far, but it's like, I have worked myself just to burn out mm-hmm. on a couple of occasions and, you know, when you're, when you're burnt, like you, you don't do anything for like a day and you just like, like, ugh. like, so I like to just have a consistent pace mm-hmm. and not go too far with things. Yeah. I think this is a good time for another segment. Okay. It's called, let's go. Let's go. So this section is called mixed movie madness. Mixed movie madness. And so, in this section, in this segment, we're basically going to. Um, I'm interested in film and mm-hmm. in and in that arena. And so, what we're going to talk about is we're going to be bringing up two movies we have not seen. For Eric, it is Coraline, mm-hmm. and for me, Jeffrey Ramos, it's The Shining. Mm-hmm. And so, we're going to try to guess what these movies are all about, even though we have not seen them, and try to guess. Um, what the plot's about. I'm going to okay. give you some characters, Eric, and a little bit of, like, a one-liner on what they're at. Okay. So you have Coraline Jones, mm-hmm. um, a girl in a yellow rain jacket. You have YB LaVey, the next-door neighbor. You have the mother and the father, who are literally named mother and father. Okay. And just one more character you can't name is called Mr. Bobinski, um, trainer of mice. Trainer of mice. Okay. So the only thing I know about Coraline is that Coraline has buttons on her eyes. And I think she's a doll, but I don't know for sure. Uh, it's it's one of my girlfriend's favorite movies, so I'm afraid I'm going to fuck this up. <laughs> That's the whole uh, point. <laughs> okay. So I'm going to guess Coraline, uh, her parents get kidnapped by the next door neighbor. And wait. There's the next door neighbor, and then she she has to um, train mice. What was that? The trainer of mice? Mr. Bobinski, trainer of mice. His mice circus. Her and Mr. Bobinski have to use the mice circus. They don't know that the the parents have been kidnapped by the next door neighbor. They use the mice circus to find out where the parents are, and they find out it's the next door neighbor, and they're like, oh, shit, like, that was my best friend or, like, something and then they have to like fight him gotcha and then something about someone falling down a big ass hole <laughs> and then they they get back together and live happily ever after perfect nice thank you <laughs> well, i think for for clarity i feel like uh, i missed one important thing actually so there's mother and father and uh, then there's also other mother and other father oh yeah so they get kidnapped and then they get replaced by other mother and other father ah okay yeah fake world. They, and and they're like wait a second um oh jeez, like like wait a second like did you have you seen the the witcher like the new witcher no i need to oh, okay it's here's but, really good well there's the, a coin to your witcher yeah well, there's it, it's if I'll I'll talk about it later. Um, 
but they, yeah, there's something similar. I won't spoil anything, but there's something similar. Um, and she's like, wait a second. Like we never went, like we never went to this place together. Hold on fraud. And then they're like, okay, Mr. Babinski, let's get the rats or the mice. Is it mice <laughs> or is it rats? They're mice. They're mice. Okay. I'm sorry to mice no, lovers that I no call them rats. Was I close? Uh, well, you'll have to see the movie, but I very much enjoyed your your guess of the plot. Jeez. So now, give me some characters' names. And I know The Shining is very popular. And yes. I, I don't really watch scary movies, but I do know it's a movie I need to see. So tell you me know, some characters, I'll guess. And, and kind of, a, I am I'm horrible with scary movies. I can't do scary movies. Mm-hmm. This is the only one that I can like watch the whole thing through and just be like, yeah. So, okay. We have... Um, Jack Torrance, who is a father and aspiring writer. Okay. We have Wendy Torrance, who is his wife. Okay. We have Danny Torrance, who is his son. We have uh, Dick Halloran. I forget what his, like, I forget what his position is. I should have looked it up. Um, He's... It's okay, I'll guess. Oh, God. I, I'm just going to say he's like a hotel manager right now. Okay. Then we have Lloyd the bartender. The bartender, okay. Yep. And who's a bartender. And we have uh, Delbert Grady, who is a butler. Delbert Grady. Okay. Yes. Okay. So, even though I have not seen The Shining, there are plenty of references from other films. Mm-hmm. So, I'm going to try to guess. Um... So you have Jack Torrance, and he needs to go to a hotel, mm-hmm. and he meets Dick Dick Holland, I think. He meets Dick Holland, and he decides to go on a vacation with his wife and son, Wendy and Danny. And during this time, um, they all get um, stupid drunk with the bartender, Lloyd, who spikes their drinks, and the bartender then gets... Steals their money and identities, um, and the hotel is all, it's all, it's fake. There's no hotel. They get a kid drunk? Is that what you're saying? Yes, they they get a kid drunk. That's why it's rated R. It it is a Stephen King novel. Stephen King. They get a kid drunk, and then the whole hotel is all about the psychological fear about there is no actual hotel, Mm. and the ending is Mr. Mr. Delbert Grady, the butler, um, he... He is, you know, I'm just going to, I have no, I have no idea. You know, he's, he's just there. He's just he's in just the there, ploy. Just watching There you everything. go. That's what it is. Mm-hmm. Okay. The, the bartender gets all these kids drunk and the mother and father and they fall for it. You know, Danny, I think in the movie, he's like six. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Well, this is it's a Stephen King. King. You yeah, never, he, never he wrote, seen he wrote the ending of it. So there you go. Thank you. Cool. And that's it for that. Story. Okay. Now. I'm going to make sure to watch Coraline now. Yes. <laughs> Compare it to what actually happens. Um, okay. So, no, I think um, one of the last questions I want to ask you is um, now that you are, now you're interested in music management mm-hmm. and you're interested in, you still rap and you still, um, you know, are trying to figure out where you're at right now. Um I want to ask about um, what would you what would you say to um, it took you how long to get this position? Like a year and a half. A year and a half. Did that 
was it worth it like waiting a year or i feel like if i had done some of the things i did after college during college mm-hmm. i could have bypassed a lot of what i did after college however there is um a timing to it and that you know if i had not been out of a job with this other place and was not looking for work then my neighbor would have never hired would have never sent this like over to me saying that this company is hiring so was it worth it i mean yes it was worth it i love the company where i'm working right now but a lot of time could have been squashed down mm-hmm. to where I I could have known more of the direction I wanted to go in and pursued that more. But, in, you know, it, it's it's the journey, mm-hmm. and I feel like I'm definitely concrete about where I want to go just because during college and even a little bit after college, I was kind of flip-flopping of, do I want to do artistry? Do I want to do audio engineering? Do I just want to do a manager? And now mm-hmm. I'm solid on, okay, I want to work behind the scenes. You know, I can do audio engineering now, and again, I can talk the talk if, you know, I'm working with an artist and it's like, okay, you know what? turn the threshold down on the compressor like do that more do more of that work this you know or like i know just more in general so ultimately yes i would say yes nice cool well thank you very much eric it looks like that's all the time we have for today i want to give a heartfelt thank you to our guest eric kubler and taking some time out of the day and your busy day to chat with me of course Um, do you have any parting words for our listeners um follow me on instagram at e underscore k u b e d, uh, please. But also, just in more specific terms, just to I guess impart a little piece of advice. Know what you want to do, or like we were talking about, think you know what you want to do, and go after that. Try, just try. There's right? yeah, try new things. You know, there's no shame in failing or at being rejected, as long as you know where you want to go and you know what you want to do. Um, and keep moving forward because it'll all pay off in some way and it'll be worth it. Cool. Perfect. Thank you very much. Absolutely. Um, Till the next episode, this is the Becoming Podcast again. Follow us on Instagram. And if you don't like um, this podcast, well, I don't know what I'm saying. This is just the final words where I'm just improving everything, (laughs) but we will be on all the major platforms. If um, you like Spotify, if you like iTunes, feel free to follow us there. Um, and as always, if you have any questions or if you have would like to be a guest, feel free to reach out to us and our team. Um, and yeah, that is it for today. Thank you very much. Thank you for listening. Take care.